you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of the clo- of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I actually watched Star Wars yesterday. Wow. Um, I'm Andy. I watched Star Wars today. Yeah, I also watched Star Wars today. I I so it was funny because earlier, um, so I and I were talking, and Wyatt was like, "Yeah, these episodes did not need to, this did not need to be a four episode arc." And I was like, I, "I did not say this at the time, but I didn't think it was a four episode arc earlier." I really? watched I watched the final episode today because I didn't the, watch all of them. Is the pacing uh, okay? You didn't watch them all at once. You watched them broken. Okay, because I was about to I ask: Is the pacing up. of the droid arc enough so that it makes you not feel like it's four episodes? No, it definitely feels. It feels like four years of my life have been taken from me. But yeah. No, I just didn't even realize that there was another one uh, until today. So I, I've watched the, the very so last droid today. episode. Yeah, but I, could yeah. I tell you what happened? Uh, a little bit, maybe a a quick summary. Yeah. But for for today's so f- I've decided that today's Starbucks patron is Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, and I think for Obi Wan we're going a little simple, a little classic. Obi Wan is definitely a PSL boy. Obi Wan's okay. ordering. He he's getting a pumpkin spice latte, extra whipped cream. What does Obi-Wan get in the non-fall times? Although I got to say, autumn is the season that I picture Obi-Wan in, actually. If I were to picture him in, like, our world, you know, he would be sitting in, like, the middle of a college campus in autumn. Yeah, whenever I see, like, AU fan art, he's always in, like, a sweater. To be honest, Starbucks accidentally makes, like, way too much of the pumpkin spice syrup, so we tend to have it, like, way after fall happens. Oh, really? Like, apparently, last so year, get in, my like, March? store had it in, like, August. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So, who knows? But I guess I would say maybe if it's not, if if that's not available, maybe just, like, a good white chocolate mocha. Okay. I, he's not too proud. He's not the kind of guy that's like, I need to have bitter-tasting coffee to prove I'm I'm a man. He knows that he is a man, even with his delicious sugary coffee beverage. He definitely so. needs caffeine to keep up with Anakin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that man is getting a, at least a quad shot in his Always direction. on the move. <laughs> and I, I do like, I was laughing when we started this, because the, the only thing we see Obi-Wan drink on screen, I think, is hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, yeah. Wait, that's no. True. I think you're correct in that. Because... Uh, there's not a whole lot of eating and drinking in Star well, Wars. Uh, although, according to, I think, Dark Disciple, he gets like his liquor like really watered down. Really? That's yeah. hilarious. That's way funnier than him just doing the shots in uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yeah, I think that he I think that when he can get a moment with the bartender, he probably is like, hey, I got to keep my wits about me. Yeah. No drinking on the job. Yeah. Give me water That's... when you're going to give me. Is there a That's... name for the alcohol in Star Wars? Oh, definitely, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. DM us with the correct answer. I have a lot yeah. of facts. I don't care enough to look. I, I do care enough to look it up, but you know what? This will get us engagement. So yeah, I have a lot engagement. of facts in my head. 
and I've spent a long time on the wiki, but like this, some things have been deleted. It's probably something like slosh or something, you know? Yeah. We should have Actually, like this a, will be a fun, fun thing for jazz, Andy to learn. Jizz. Yeah, that's jizz, what I was going to yeah. say. <laughs> Is. Yep, yeah, that's the uh, that's the most famous Star Wars uh, sort of weird name. World building. Uh, yeah. So yeah. in case you didn't know, Andy, the name for like the style of music in our world known as jazz is jizz in Star Wars. So, yeah, no, I know that. I know the. I'm trying to think of how it goes. There's like a song. It's like the cantina band. I was about to I was about to if you were going to sing Jedi Rocks, I was about to go and sing along with our friend. Andy, there's no way Andy had now, even with not ever seeing the original Star Wars cantina band has transcended. True. Oh, it's fucking everywhere. There's no way. Okay, yeah. well, oh, summer time. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do the podcast. Now. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna try to limit myself to like 60 seconds with these, you know, individual um this things. Should be, this is honestly a pretty well. The, the kids can get a little convoluted, but the droid arc is simple. Yeah. Anyway, so the gathering arc. I don't have the episode titles in front of me, so I'm not gonna even try to. I should pull them up. Hold on. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I know one is uh, bound for rescue. Yeah. I hate that one. I hate the droid arc so much. No, that's I don't, uh, no, I, I, I don't hate it. It is nice. Bound it is just for rescue too is the kids. Is it the kids? Hold on. I thought it was. Yeah, it's either. Is it, is the, it the kids? Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah, about it's, that. it's when they. Uh, yeah, it's drunk. It's Hondo. the third. Of, it's drunk. Yeah. OK, that one's <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, I think that one's my favorite. All right. Um, yeah. So this week we did Clone Wars episodes 506 to 513. The Gathering, Test of Strength, Bound for Rescue, Unnecessary Bond, Secret Weapons, A Sunny Day in the Void, Missing in Action, Point of No Return. So in the Gathering arc, a bunch of kids go on their personal mission to get their kyber crystal and fix and, you know, finally get their lightsaber as is a rite of passage from, you know, going on from Youngling to Padawan. There... Uh, ride back is sabotaged by Hondo Onaka and his nefarious group of pirates. They, the kids manage to get the, the pirates off the ship, but they capture Ahsoka. So the kids go to rescue Ahsoka, but then who should show up on, on Hondo's planet? General Grievous. And so Hondo and the kids need to team up against Grievous so that they can escape. Guest starring David Tennant. Anyway, and then and then in the droid arc, R2 and a few other astromechs and a really annoying whack droid and Colonel Mieber Gaskin go to uh, steal a separatist encryption module from a separatist ship. Their plan is successful. They get off the ship, but wind up crash landed on a very deserted planet after spending some time in the wastes pondering the truths about life, they come upon a village, at which point they meet a clone who has had amnesia, who sacrifices himself in order that the rest of the team might get off the planet. And then they discover that some separatists are going to blow up an important Republic War Conference. So the droids work to save the Republic War Conference from that, from a, a, a separatist ship that is going to explode upon impact so it's a hijacked jedi cruiser yeah oh right but controlled by separate you know what yes, i meant controlled by separatists true. yep yeah so jedi younglings i love this arc this is a very like yeah it's cute so i love cute. it a lot yeah, oh, yeah. i, I want to give them all just like a little kiss on the forehead 
They do well, a good I, job, like, because kids in shows, not ki- and, and kids in real life, but especially, like, fictional kids are often kind of annoying. And mm-hmm. I am impressed that the only one who's annoying is the one that's supposed to be. Like, uh, what's his name? Petro? Petro. I think. Yeah, yeah, Petro drives Katuni nuts, just like he drives us nuts like he's yeah i like that i like when the annoying kid is also annoying his friends that made him like more fun for me um and not like oh you're just that you're just boy character insert here but no he was he, he they had a little more they had enough depth to be good pov characters for four episodes plus their designs are so cute mm-hmm I thought it was really fun watching this because I I don't know if you guys remember this, but in an earlier episode, we actually had a thing where we were like, I want Harry Potter, but for Star Wars. We wanted Jedi Hogwarts. This is Harry Potter for Star Wars. I mean, it was only a little bit, but I really like this. I would love a whole series that is just this, that like literally could literally follow this group of people. So before Uh, the sale, so this is, so we're in an interesting time in Star Wars history. I'll go a little bit behind the scenes right now before we get back to the plot. So this episode and uh, much of season five came out in, let me just check, 2012, which is the year that Disney bought Lucasfilm, I believe. And before, when this was in production, this gathering arc was a backdoor pilot for a spinoff series. It would have been exactly that. I think this, I don't think it ever really got anywhere meaningful, but there was discussion of it and it ended up just being these four episodes. But there is a world where that happened. But that world, honestly, probably the podcast would be a lot shorter because all the Star Wars content we're going to go to after this wouldn't exist. Uh, It would have just been the end of Clone Wars as planned. And then, honestly, Lucasfilm as a company was not doing very well at that time. They were Mm. not generating a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of revenue, which is part of why they sold it. And George was getting old. But uh, yeah, so that that I had forgotten that when we did our Jedi Hogwarts talk earlier uh, in the podcast. But. It's interesting to think about because I remember what part of what we wanted from that was also like not during the war, just like Jedi being Jedi. But I do love the like shenanigans they get up to in this because we have a like there being Jedi. We have two really there being Jedi episodes, even though the one has pirates in it. But then we have them (laughs) doing doing classic Star Wars shenanigans. (laughs) It's so good. I I definitely would love it if they revisited this idea. It, It really seems like it would fit into... I'm not I'm still new to Star Wars, but it definitely feels like what they they've been doing is not only building on like this sort of central storyline, but also building upon the world of Star Wars. And I I really would love to see that, um, to see these kids or a different group of kids growing up, because I think it would also just give us a better perspective as to like, what was it like for Anakin? I guess Anakin didn't really grow up in the same manner but like he kind of did he, went, well, how, how, he was like nine when he yeah, anakin is nine when he joins the jedi or- order which is very old for a jedi kid but i yeah. mean for but still a, pretty young yeah for like a kid kid like he he has basically he has many of his formative experiences with the jedi with the jedi yeah so like i would have loved and then a I couple important ones with padme <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I really 
it was silly. It was fun. Like that, the the performance that they did was yeah, just the so circus, like, the circus performance with the oh them being able to God. use the force. I do think it's a sort of it's an interesting. It's a very interesting arc for Hondo. I think as the sort yeah. of most prominent side character because Ahsoka is just Ahsoka. We know who she is at this point. This is not an this is not an episode or a. a arc that is challenging Ahsoka's character. She's in challenging situations like jail, but she's not nece- her it's more like showcasing how far she's come at it is that she's like a good teacher now. Yeah. As a mm-hmm. young adult helping helping the next generation of kids that were once her. Um and so that's a fun bit, but Hondo not to mention also able to hold her own against Grievous too. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, she kicks and that. So there's a lot of there's some interesting callbacks to season one in this, uh, both with Grievous showing up on Hondo's doorstep, paying off Obi-Wan's warning from the very first episode Hondo was in um, that Dooku would hold a grudge for getting kidnapped. I do like that it was like very far down Dooku's to do list Um, because Dooku has had a busy couple years, uh, but it was definitely on there and it was definitely happening. But yeah, Ahsoka, who got uh, definitely outmatched by Grievous in the uh, other shitty droid episodes um, in season one, held her own, did great, saved her, saved her kids. So Hondo, well, it's like Hondo, he's so interesting in this because he's he's the villain, like uh, sort of the straight up villain of the the second episode where he's like Mm -hmm. scary and he's, he's chasing the kids around the ship and he does. I don't think he ever really attempt, like he does not attempt to kill them ever, but he does things that would result in their deaths. Yes. If it went wrong. And then in the third episode, he's more, he's way more, he's a full comedic hondo. Like he is drunk. He is, uh, he's like goofier. He's not, He's not as much of a threat. And then he's in his sort of like anti-hero role where he's the the amoral pirate who helps the heroes in the in the last episode. And I think it's impressive that they're able to pull that all of that off and have it be believably like in character for him. But I always find it funny because I, I remember like how it ends up where he's friends with Katuni and he like offers that she could come travel with him. And like he's he does these like nice things at the end of the arc that I forget every time he shows up and is like trying to kill them and ki- kidnap them. And take is their about stuff. to sell Ahsoka into sex slavery. He is about to sell Ahsoka into sex slavery, which is a is, is a interesting writing choice on that line because they've avoided explicit references to that kind of stuff in dialogue before but there's no other way to read that line there's yeah 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 um and i remember because now at this point season five was out uh 2012 i'm like like 13 i think 13 14 so i was reading shit on the internet about this like i was reading reviews and people discussing uh these episodes and i remember that getting flagged up at the time as like wow they really did just do that but yeah but then you somehow still root for him and you don't you're not mad at him at the end like, really? You know, so my thing with Hondo is, for me, like, him, up until this point, him and Cad Bane have been, like, the same person to me, to be honest. Like, I I view, I have always viewed them as relatively interchangeable. I know that they're different people, but they're... Cad, Cad oh, Bane's a whole hell of a lot better at his job. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But I guess my thing is, is yeah. I'm just like, okay, bad guy, bad guy smuggles <laughs> things, does bad yeah. things. 
kind of rogue, like bad guy who doesn't. Just work thinking for that anybody. Cad Bane would be insulted by this comparison. Yeah, no, but that's the thing. And then, and then watching these episodes, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> Hondo is very different than Cad Bane, actually. It's it is interesting because he normally Hondo like it seems like most times doesn't deal in people like he's not like that. I see where you get this because Cat Bane is always kidnapping people for money and Hondo is always kidnapping people in order to get money. Uh, he has not been like promised it already, which again, bad, bad business sense. Bad but business. It's interesting to see like in the uh, in the Onderon arc when he showed up, he was an arms smuggler. And like, I feel like that's more of his like and a pirate. That's yeah. sort of what he does. So it is he's I don't know. I I always I'm glad they made Hondo a returning character. I still never really know what to make of him. I liked him and I, I thought. Oh, I, I adore him. He's just a, it's just like thinking about the things that he does is always really interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I have no fucking idea what to expect from him. And he's kind he's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and I enjoy that. I just enjoy that. It's like, OK, he is just kind of a lunatic, whether you think he's a nice guy deep down or you think whatever, like he's just he's a little crazy. Keeps me on my toes. I, I also appreciate love that, that in a character. I love that he keeps running into Obi-Wan, who's like, oh, good God, not this fucking guy. again. I know when he's I giving know. him his bill at the end of it. Absolutely priceless. That's very um, good. I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. no, it's. I do. I think Calvin, you you love Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Hu Yang is. I I think that's because like droid. it's spelled H U Y A N G, but Ahsoka pronounces it Hu Yang. Hu Yang. So All right, whatever. Yeah. The droid. <laughs> the droid. Yeah, the lightsaber droid. The droid voiced by David Tennant. Favorite character in this. Best. Like I love David Tennant, and this is. He's an inter- he know, was an like example of sassiness and well, but such class. a fascinating concept. A droid because he's he's not a Jedi, but he he has been around as long as basically nobody. But I mean, Yoda. longer than Yoda. Yeah. So he's he's there's once again another. So I think his role in the story is not is to just sort of be the mentor character, but a droid Jedi who's accumulated essentially that much wisdom and experience. Like, what is the what is the difference between him and a Jedi? Basically, at this point, like he you can learn almost as much from him as you could from a a Jedi who can sense the force, at least in terms of like learning about how about the Jedi, about how to be a Jedi, who what what to do, what not to do. Yeah. And he can't touch the force. He's he's not like strictly speaking, uh, he's not an organic life form, but I mean, he's definitely a person. Yeah, you've really got the image of him without the arms in name. that final episodes, you know, because, yeah, that, I've, yeah. that that's a really cool metaphor that I just thought of because like he can't touch the force, but like, ooh, he has no arms. Yeah. He, well, yeah, you know, he's a he, he's a fascinating. I, I, there's some really interesting Jedi stuff introduced in these. Most importantly, sort of re-canonized was the Ilum, Ilum lightsaber test thing which I think originated in the original Clone Wars stuff. but Oh, yeah, there's an episode of Barriss and Luminara and on Elon, yeah, but, but I haven't watched and that I can't in remember over if a year. That, I can't remember if that's where it's from, because a lot of things told similar stories at that time, and I don't know who came up with Ilum first, but I think the canon version is cooler. <laughs> I think it looks cooler, personally. And I love that they all get their little uh, like challenge to overcome. Yeah. Like the force is testing them, but it also is like, nah, they're kids. They just got to they got to learn a lesson and they can go be Jedi. 
something I found really intriguing, like to think about with with these kids, is thinking back to the episode where um, Boba sneaks in with the group of young oh yeah the clone clones kids in training, and I just think it's really interesting to see how the Jedi children are trained and are treated versus the clone children. I mean, because essentially, I mean, obviously they're they're they have different things, but they are both fighters. They're both training. They're probably going to fight in the same war if the Clone Wars are still going on. Probably not. I don't know when the Clone Wars ends. Um, well, if we say these kids are about 12, right? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. 12, 13. And Ahsoka at the beginning of the series is what I would call a young 14. Like she's canonically 14, but she's definitely young for her age. They're a year off being sent to fight. Well, I, I don't know. Because also, but I thought they, they said something where they were like, we, this, we don't typically have Padawans this young. Well, yeah. So that's uh, I never. That's so the, the old thing. About the old the canon used Wars, to be. Though. Well, in old in Legends, it used to be that you were apprenticed at 13. And then this Clone Wars comes out and says Ahsoka's young at 14. So it, it it is some places stated, I think, that they're apprenticed at 16. But Calvin's about to say that like i mean yeah the in-universe explanation is that the clone wars kind of started and they started needing to have more jedi out on the field uh so they kind of just started getting younger and younger uh you know jedi chosen as padawans also i mean that being said also i mean like obi-wan is still a padawan and is 20 uh and at phantom menace and anakin is 20 in uh attack of the clones so like it is that they are meant to be older and this whole yeah. like young Padawan thing is definitely like a very recent development. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, too, because we don't see a whole lot of Ahsoka's contemporaries in the way that you would sort of expect to emphasizing yeah, that the, she's the, like the a young one. One that we've gotten is um, what's her name in the Ahsoka. Oh, we got Barris and um, the one who died in, at the end of season three in the Ahsoka. Lone yeah, arc. but Khalif Khalif is Khalifa. younger. I think Khalif is a couple years younger than Ahsoka while Barris is I'll maybe it's just because she's like <laughs> she's animated so small and like I think that's supposed to be that she's been starving on the uh island the, for a while yeah but Barris is also definitely like older than Ahsoka so that's an interesting thing is even Ahsoka's sort of one Jedi contemporary is older than her I mean yeah she's Barris is already a Padawan at the during Attack of the Clones so Barris love her <laughs> but yeah, so I just think it's interesting to think about how the clone children, I don't know, I feel like the Jedi, the children training to be Jedi get to be kids. This adventure is overall very whimsical. Even the tr- this like the gathering or what what the fuck was it called? Is it the gathering? Yeah. The gathering. Yeah, the gathering the, ritual. The there's no real danger. Do. They trick him. Yeah, there's no real danger. They were fine. Um, whereas like they were fucking with them like they're at summer camp, which I love. (laughs) Yeah, but the clone kids don't get that. I mean, the clone kids really are like, shoot these things, pilot this. I think even more notable than that. Good. It like is that uh, I remember the clone sergeant who was balding, if I recall, because that sticks in my head. Uh, He calls them men like he addresses them like like. Like, at a, like they're at a, like a military cat, like, but the, like that. Yeah. Like, like you do to young boys who you want to be soldiers, which is fucked up in our world and even more fucked up in their world world where they they are. They have to be soldiers. I like 
generally clone aging is at about half or no two times speed so those yeah. kids won't see action for a while but they will in five years mm. like they're they will get close and it's i think it i don't know if it's ever can i don't think it's ever a thing but i've always figured that same as they did with jedi they would send younger and younger clones out there it's just it, it makes me sad it makes me feel sad for the clones and like i'm happy that these jedi children they kind of have a wonderful childhood like it from what I've seen from it seems like growing up in the Jedi Order is dope yeah. as fuck. I think a lot of the sort of like things that cause Jedi life to be hard don't occur till you're a teenager. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like because and it's not just the no attachments rule, but like just the, at the point where you are discovering who you are, the path becomes more limited like there's only a certain number of ways to be a jedi whereas they encourage the exploration as kids you all sort of have to fit the orthodoxy by the time you're 20 25 um or you become like a noted weirdo and like or you get kicked out but like qui-gon in was like noted as a maverick and was denied like station because of it he was never going to be on the jedi council even though like he was respected as a wise jedi so there is like this this conformity that it's sort of like the the double sided coin of being a Jedi is because the it's like sort of it's like the double sided uh, the way two ways you see Yoda like Yoda is fun in this episode he's a he is the teacher and he's the like whimsical elf but he's also like the the serious leader and they don't let a lot of Jedi be whimsical when they're adults which is sad yeah. Mm-hmm. Yoda's crazy. I love Yoda. Uh, like Yoda, just I'm just thinking about it. I love like weird old people. You know what old? I don't. I'm trying to think of um. There's like a John Mulaney skit where he's like, like it's something. Oh, that, oh hello. Like, no, it's the what? duck one. It's the duck one where he's like, oh, to be a duck, quack quack. Like, so he's talking about he's talking about this like weird yeah, encounter he I can had see with that. this like I can see Yoda silly being that. old man and he was just like when you're an old person you get to be as weird as you want to and it's like yeah yeah, yeah. you do Yoda, Yoda is a living example of that he's not only old he's like in charge of it he nobody can tell Yoda what to do there's actually a uh, later arc of Clone Wars that, is, that we'll get into that a little bit <laughs> uh, way later but um do you think is that enough on Jedi kids? I don't have anything else. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. I like it. Um, it's always a delight in a sometimes like, like season five is heavy at times. And this is the nice break in the action. We're going to get to the uh, not so nice break in the action now. <laughs> yeah. So the droid void arc. But first, droid voids. Yeah, I'm I'm just really sorry, Andy, that, you know, you just really keep getting like not good episodes with R2. So here's because R2 is awesome. But like, this Uh, is not a good showcase of him. I think it's really funny because it's like, oh, hey, here's why you should see droids as their own. Like, like there's this guy, this little man who is kind of droid racist the whole time right mm-hmm. like he's consistently um, yeah he calls them you know he refuses Max to call them Max and, and or stop calling them Max until yeah <laughs> I love that he is 
for no reason a tiny frog. Like I know there's oh, a no, kid, the there's only a plot, reason there's a is, plot reason, but whatever. Well, no, the reason <laughs> that they made him small was so that he could be was so that he would be a character who was small enough to fit into a droid. Yeah, because otherwise they I wouldn't have that. been able to, you know, have they wouldn't have been able to have a big, uh, larger, physically sized character because then the entire episode wouldn't have made sense. I or, know, but you know, it's their just plan, whatever. But okay, there's but a difference between they, that and having him be a frog with like prehensile frog, eyes and like his. That's uh, true. He's so ridiculous. They could have I think down Obi Wan for this. Could have been one of those little, <laughs> those little people from Nomad Droids. Andy, did you I hear did, what wait, they said? No, I didn't. What did they say? I said they could have shrunk down Obi Wan for this. That's true. <laughs> That's true. This they is a Star Wars universe. They can man. get the pen they, particle. They definitely could have shrunk him down. Yeah, whatever. they needed Ant Man. Yeah. Could you imagine how funny that would be to see little Obi Wan like in? Oh my god, little tiny Obi Wan so with like a pitched up voice. It's funny because this is just like an 80s cartoon stock plot now. Like every uh, yep. masses of universe transformers, like every every cartoon did this. But yeah, um, so it's just like was funny to me because it was like there was this character who was distinctly droid racist. And it was like time again, time after time, kind of hammered in this like moral of like, you should see the droids as people. We should understand each other. I think and, that, then, and I was like, actually, all this is doing is confirming my beliefs that droids are fucking lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, well, yeah no, the thing is that like, the only the droids, droids who can talk is WAC-47. That's the, like, yeah, they, they're, I've been, Gaskin, Gaskin is, is like, he's serving a role. The voice isn't that annoying. I think the character design is a little annoying, but mm-hmm. like yeah. WAC-47 is the exact opposite where like the character, he's just a pit droid, but. His voice. Why is he so cocky? What made him this cocky? He's a fucking pit droid. Well, and why is he the main character if this is supposed to be R2's heroism arc? Like, that's the problem with it. That's why it's not a good episode because for R2. Because they need a voice, because they quote, need a voice for droids and like they wanted to not make. Yeah, well, and I know they have a serious like, character, so they talk. needed a quote unquote comedic character. And I think I mean, that this arc would have been really, really good if I don't know how it would have worked, but I think it would have been really good if it had been only droids talking in binary to each other. Yeah, you can't. I get why they didn't do it. I'd love to see him do something like that now on Disney Plus. Yeah. But like, I actually think there's something announced that's similar to that. If I oh the droid thing, but it's like R two yeah. and three PO mentoring some mentoring some new yeah. droid in between but episodes the, three uh, and four. It's the uh, I think the closest we'll probably ever get to it. But yeah, I, I just I it is it's unfortunate because I actually I think a lot of the astromech stuff in this is good, but the 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 two main speaking <clears throat> characters are just like doing. They're just repeating the same shit over and over again. They 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 forget the they forget what they've learned week to week, which I guess what they needed to do. But binging it is insufferable. Mm-hmm. It's like we just did this. It is as this if is we the are same on the moral. void ourselves. Actually, so that's my um, fun fact. I I threatened Andy with this fun fact earlier. A sunny day in the void is George Lucas's favorite episode of the Clone Wars. No, He's I'm a weird sorry. Dude. He's a no. weird dude. Well, I, okay, it's a fun little, you know, talk about existentialism and stuff within that specific episode. It but reminds like, him of THX 1138, his first film. That's like, that's why he likes it. So okay, like, well. It's just a personal opinion of a weird dude, yeah. but I love, it's it's one of my favorite George Lucas fun facts because A Sunny Day in the Void, I don't think is the worst episode of this, but it is generally considered the worst. Like if you did a mm-hmm. poll, 
on the internet of like what's the worst clone wars episode this would this would win but over droid shopping yep. over shadow warrior i don't shadow i think we warrior hate i think we hate shadow qualities. warrior more than uh most people do i could but, i could deal with shadow warrior i don't think i could deal with this arc my least favorite episode of the clone wars is uh duel of the droids i think or de- I, yeah so like it is a droid arc but that's only because the animation sucks mm. and i i hate watching it but uh. Yeah. So that's uh, there's some. So uh, the the one thing that I think is, is interesting to discuss in this arc is because it just I think it could have been two episodes, the original like mission arc and then them getting stranded and meeting Gregor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The only the best and most interesting and like the only redeemable part of this arc. My boy, my man's Gregor. Yeah. Um, I love how for, tragic. I love he's a clone with a normal name. He's Ooh, like yeah. clone Steve. Uh, he's like <laughs> his his bunkmates are like hard case and cut up. And he's just like, yeah, I'm Gregor. I'm Gregor. Hello. Um, yeah. No tragedy that that di- I love small time villains. And that diner guy is such a good like mm-hmm. yeah. really, really small scale. Because that's that's what Abafar, which is the planet, I believe, is 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 like it, it it shrinks everything so small so that the main villain of the episode is a diner owner who's a dick and is taking advantage of his employees rather than a Sith Lord trying to take over the galaxy. Yeah. Like they they eventually get the bomb plot and stuff. Randomly Russian again. Also. Yeah. I, I love I was it. Talking, <laughs> so I was funny. telling we were. When we were watching Arcane yesterday, we were talking about how it's the same accent rules as Star Wars, which is just shrug. Don't think about it. It's it's Russian because it because I mean, I I don't even think I would doubt that it's specified most of the time. Like the only time I remember knowing that it was a conscious like production decision is all Twi'leks are French. Oh, right. Um, Because they want it because when they were producing the Ryloth episodes, they were comparing it to the invasion in Normandy. So they made the Twi'leks French and Mm -hmm. then they decided to stick to that with every other Twi'lek they introduced and sort of retroactively make Aayla Sakura French. Hey, fun fact about about Normandy. Well, not really. It just do you guys know the movie Saving Private Ryan? I know it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. Oh, it's based off of my uh, family. Oh, fun fact. Yeah, (laughs) I did. We we can talk about it. Off, off, off podcast. Isn't that crazy? It's wow. it. It's literally based off of the. It, I don't even know if we're like. I don't think we're like blood related, but it's like my my mom's first husband and like that whole family. So like my older sister's family. Based Bruh. off of. It's based off of they. This literally, yeah. That's like tangential to the podcast because Steven Spielberg and George Lucas are friends. I guess. Yeah. yeah no, I should. <laughs> I should write Steve and be like, hey. That's fascinating. Uh, yeah, my great grandfather cool. served uh, actually on this will also get cut out of the podcast, probably. But <laughs> he was on the naval base in San Francisco Bay, um, which is on Treasure Island in the middle of the Bay Bridge. Seventy years later, I also worked on Treasure Island, but as a Little League umpire because they uh, had oh. developed oh. it in the years since. So Cute. two Barmores have worked on Treasure Island. One was the first line of defense against the Japanese <laughs> invasion. And I called balls and strikes for the Little League championship. That's cute. That's I'm going to leave this in. Okay. So, yeah, I think Gregor, I mean, I'm a sucker for a clone. Love a good clone. What um, did you think of the beard? I, uh, I thought it was hot. I thought that yeah. was such a good look. I was like, yes, please. Well, like, I do like, like his, love I love Obi-Wan's his, beard. I love him cleaning I like. up, though. I do love the, like, sort of return to self. But Yeah, 
But I don't know. To me, I was sort of like, this is his loss of individuality. Yes. No, agreed. But like, that's sort of more of a clone structural issue because he wasn't, his individuality still, he had no agency. He still had no agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a vest. He had a swanky vest, but no agency. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was definitely good because it was just like choosing, I don't know, your life. I don't know. It was was great. He's similar to Rex. He chooses to fight rather than because it's what he's told to do. But I also, I was so excited. I was like, another deserter. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. They're just going to throw us another fucking deserter clone. And then they didn't. It was just, nope. he got has amnesia. And, and apparently no one gave a fuck and was just like, missing an action. Bye. Um, Title of the episode. Who cares yep. about a clone? Hmm? Who? <laughs> you. Who cares about him? You. Me. Me, that is, that's true. You and several Tumblr fangirls. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, <laughs> Calvin and I care about the clones. Yeah. But we also, like, have more information than you, so we can't, like, fully discuss everything. Okay, well, hop off then. Yeah. But they're my babies, all of they're them. They're great. I know, no, well, it's not, I mean, it's, the show's called Clone Wars, but it is sort of interesting to see how much, like, the quality of that, of missing in action, is so much higher than like all the other episodes, like the, mm-hmm. the emotions in that are just, I mean, it's not a coincidence that it's a clone character and the, the conflicts around that, that create that. Uh, but on the other hand, look at that explosion in the last episode. That was, that Crazy. was awesome. No, yeah. they, they, uh, I think that was one that I don't remember if this is real or I'm mixing it up with something else. I think it crashed a computer at, uh, when they were animating it. Really? Uh, cause they went too big. Wow. But uh, I also like funny. that I enjoy Anakin and Obi-Wan's little like bit part in that episode. Yeah. When they're just at boring like meetings War and then conventions. and then uh, boom. And then Anakin, I, I like seeing Anakin not have to yell at everyone about going and getting his droid again, going yes. and saving his droid. I did think I was like, didn't we do this already yeah. in season one? Like R2 got rebuilt again after getting exploded. Yeah. Uh, Archie's a real ship of Theseus, honestly. As long it, as the computer's there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was fine. This arc was. It shouldn't fine. have been four episodes, it's but honestly. Mediocre. It gets more crap deeply than it deserves, mediocre. but it's also not good. Yeah, it really yeah. could have been like a solid two episodes. Yeah. The first, the, the secret, you could have, you could do your like l- Gascon Lords to Respect Droids as People arc. Like, kill that one secret uh, weapon sounds good yeah. kill that christmas tree droid in that episode instead of in the comet uh field and uh then do missing in action and then uh you don't even really need the explode like the yeah the exploding ship is just there to, to like give it a fourth episode yeah so they, like they didn't even mention this republic conference in the first episode of the arc yeah it's very think. it's very weird um it's just very they're just, okay they're bouncing yeah. off plot like they're and it's it's sort of supposed to feel like the uh the r2 and 3po episodes i think where they're just like they somehow end up back on plo Koon's ship mm-hmm. as like sort of a comedic beat to torture commander wolf mm-hmm. uh which i like there because that like fits the whimsy of r2 and 3po but this is like supposed to be like droid bond and it's just not yeah no, I can't. Re- I can't imagine what it would be like to be a kid, you know, watching this week to week and being like, "Fuck, that <laughs> sucked so bad." 
I be like, don't... I've waited all week for this. And <laughs> That's it the sucked. thing. Is, so Clone Wars will do that occasionally. Like yeah. watching it weekly was definitely an experience, especially with like because I was a kid was not appreciating the politics episodes as much. So like the first half of season three was not great. It's part of why I remember the trailer and the like back half of season three so vividly is because of the what to my mind was like a huge quality yeah. jump. I mean, you get Night Sisters, Mortis, Citadel, Ahsoka alone. Like, yeah, which are back some of back. the that's a banger back half of the season. Whereas this back half of the season was this. The Clovis arc got shunted, uh, Calvin. It was in the mm-hmm. trailer, but like that would have been it, which would have been fine. And then we get the next two, which are obviously like the most consequential arcs of the series, except the last not, one. Yeah. Like there's shit is going down next episode, next, uh, next in the next couple episodes. We and don't it's, need to. Yeah. I'm I'm lightly teasing for yeah. the audience. And uh, but like, yeah. I'm not saying any of the shit that's going to go down. Oh, no. But yeah. I watched those. Th- those four episodes were what I watched. Well, uh, the, the next four episodes chronologically are what I watched this morning. I was like, hell yeah, let's get into yeah. this. So it's but like it, I remember it being wild to go from droid like a slow <laughs> four weeks to the next. F- well, it was three weeks at the time because we're going to the premiere episode, right? To to the. Uh, yeah. 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 So, well, Exciting. that's the interesting thing. I'll talk about that next time. But season five was a very interesting watching experience as a as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very uh, interesting uh, watching experience I, as an adult. Yeah. I DVR'd it. Uh, I used to uh, we would DVR record Clone Wars. At this point, I don't even think it was past my bedtime. I just would like go watch it in the morning because that's what I've been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I could rewatch them because there was no streaming at the time. And then it would take a, most of a year for them to be put out on DVD. I I don't know if it's in my I don't think it's in my room here at home. I have all five original broadcast seasons of the Clone Wars on DVD, mm-hmm. not even Blu-ray DVD. Yeah, I don't think you can get the other two on DVD. No, actually, no, you can that's get not, season six. I was going to say that's definitely not true. Get season six. You're correct. And because, I own it. Yeah, because definitely there, there were like, but because the Utapau arc is in the bonus features of season six. Yeah. So I, uh, you're 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 totally right. Um, And I do actually own it. I remember it like, but it was released like weirdly, like I have an international copy, I think. OK. Um, Or like an all regions. Something was odd about it. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. On, on on that note, do we have anything else to say about Droid Void? No, yeah. I want to. What are what do we have next week? <clears throat> All right. So next week, why don't I have made the executive decision to only do four episodes of Clone Wars for the next podcast episode? Just because of yeah. as we've we said are, for the next two podcast episodes, we're only going to do four episodes of Clone Wars. We're splitting up the end of season five, uh, which originally was going to be one episode, but. Upon thinking about all of the things to discuss in each arc, we didn't want either to get overshadowed in your mind and thus have us have less to talk about. Yeah, Um, because, yeah, I mean, this the next two weeks will be the last Clone Wars episodes broadcast on Cartoon Network. Next two episodes, probably not next two weeks. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, the next two episodes of the podcast will be the last of where we are basically at the end of the original broadcast of Clone Wars. There's still two more seasons after that, so it's not like uh, crazy, but we are nearing the end of an era. 
We're about to we're about to time jump in my like recollections of watching this, <laughs> like, which is going to be fun because uh, yeah. when we started, I was 10. And now uh, I think by the end of this, I will be 14 and uh, then we'll we'll time jump. And it's fun. I ah crap. Sorry, I kicked my own earphones out. I have been really enjoying both like because I've seen all of Clone Wars, basically all of Clone Wars as both a kid and an adult. But going through it with Andy watching it for the first time is fun to be like, well, here's what I thought when I was a kid. <laughs> you think the same thing now. Oh, no, you're actually reacting like an adult instead of an 11 year old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's like, wow. It's, no, it's great. It's like, ah, that's fun seeing somebody experience these episodes with critical thinking. <laughs> that's true. That's really true. So, yeah. Next ne- next episode of. Uh, first episode next time on first steps a star wars podcast we'll be doing episode 501 and then episodes 514 515 and 516 so this is revival eminence shades of reason and the lawless <laughs> shades of reason has got to be in the like all-time clone wars nonsense titles <laughs> Blank of blank is such a good format on this show. Oh my God, wait, <laughs> Never yeah, I'm, I'm looking through the things. Hold it means on. exactly shit all Test every time. Test of strength, crisis on Naboo, escape from Kadavo, slaves like of Bound the Republic, for rescue gets plan in there. of descent, carnage of Krell. Plan of descent is another great one. Yeah, um, they, the they could have just said the they could have called that episode mutiny. True. But they have they have such a like blank of blank, like sort of Star Wars yeah. pulp serial title. I know they're doing Pursuit it on purpose. It's still nonsense. Voyage of Temptation. Ah, uh, we, we talked about that at the time, I think, as yeah. one Voyage of the Voyage of Temptation. Obi-Wan and Satine getting it <laughs> is that, on. Is that, uh... <laughs> Calling my next date a Voyage of Temptation. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening. May the force be with you. Swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>